Vodka, the show where we talk about World Cup, give our predictions, and go over everything that has happened in this past month, and we've had quite a month to talk about. Um, a week has gone by, and so much has happened in that week. We have an entire so match day uh, that we didn't go over, and an entire round of 16 that has already passed. We're already in the quarterfinals. That means there are only eight teams left, and only eight games left. So, Let's go ahead and get started because we have a lot to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and just begin with the round of 16 games. And as we talk about the teams uh, that did make it, obviously we'll know who came first and second in the groups. And then we'll go ahead and uh, go back and talk about that group and uh, give our thoughts, our overall thoughts about uh, uh, how that group played out uh, and if there were any upsets or whatever. Uh, so let's go ahead and begin with the very first game um, which was last Saturday, I believe. France took on Argentina. France won Group C. Mm -hmm. Argentina, the runner-up in Group D. France ended up winning the game four to three. That's a hell of a scoreline. Four to three. Yes, it was. Against, I mean, you have a tournament favorite. I had France winning. If it wasn't France, it was Brazil winning the whole thing. I think I said that uh, at the beginning of uh, the, the World Cup. I think I said that they were one of my. Uh, uh, pre-tournament favorites back in December when the groups are drawn and that look out for France. I think they're going to do something special. Uh, they're well on their way. Uh, and then Argentina, who eat into the round of 16 uh, and for a while gave France uh, some fits and actually had the lead. Guys, what happened in this game? Uh, what happened in this game? Uh, Argentina wasn't strong enough for France. That's basically it. Um, France, they, I mean, in the first 12 minutes, Argentina t t did a dumb takedown in the outside the box that led into the box that gave France their first penalty kick, which was way too early in the game. I just couldn't believe what was happening. And of course, Griezmann, you know, got that goal in and they were up 1-0 right away. Um, 40 minutes in, though, there was just a lackluster performance from Argentina. Uh, then out of nowhere, Di, Di Maria gets this ball outside the box and rips a shot in, giving Argentina some kind of semblance of hope, thinking that they're going to get back into this game. And they were, actually. Because not long after, Messi makes a, makes a shot and deflects off, uh, who was it, Mercado? Mercado. And, um, and it goes into the goal. And, oh, my God, Argentina's up. We're, we're, we're th things are going the right way. We're Messi's in it, and let's let's do this, right? Um, man, but but then France they began to correct that lead, you know, uh, from a screamer man in the 56 by Pavar. Oh, that, that Pavar goal, oh that my was, god, I, I can't stop watching that, that goal, dude. Beautiful, and then the man of the game started showing up. The guy that I think when we asked uh, Fiore who's going to stand out in this World Cup, I'm starting to think it's this man, this this young man, Mbappe. 
Um, he's really showing up. He wasn't a name that everybody was saying that was going to come out and, and be a star. But man, is he doing it for France right now. And he's doing it with style and energy and drive. Um, but Argentina, you know, after his two goals in the 63rd and the 67th, um, Argentina looked dejected, man. Uh, they... They had, to, they had to put everything on the ball at the end of that game. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people would ask, like, why does it take so long for Argentina to get these attacks or these, or these balls into the box so easily in the last few minutes but not throughout the game? I mean, in the 92nd minute in overtime, Messi throws a beautiful ball into the box and uh, connects with Aguero. Um, and they make their third goal. Um, you know, if they had 10, 15 more minutes in the game, they may have gotten another. They might may have not gotten another. They may have gotten a goal and and got a draw, but that's just how it goes. Um, poor Argentina, man. I, I, at the end of the day, I think the better team won. I think um, yes. If there was any sort of justice, uh, we wouldn't be seeing Argentina in that game. We would be seeing Nigeria in that game. Um, I, I thought it was heartbreaking how uh, they went out. Uh, you know, a goal in the what 84th, 85th minute. Um, Argentina had to win the game against Nigeria, and uh, uh, yeah, and, and Nigeria put up a fight as I thought they would. I thought they would get the result. Uh, and then, of all people, Rojo, a, a left back. What, what in the world is he doing um, accepting a cross in the middle of the penalty area uh, to score a goal um, that isn't coming off of a, a set piece? That, that was just remarkable. Honestly, when I look back at that, I, the, the first thing I thought of was uh, Derek Jeter. Uh, you guys remember that play in the? I want to say in the playoffs. I'm not sure if it was in the World Series, but I mean, Derek Jeter is a shortstop, and then the ball is hit into right field. The ball is trying to get thrown home. Uh, it, it misses the cutoff. Uh, it's going to go straight home, and then Derek Jeter just shows up out of nowhere down the first base line, picks it off, and then tosses it to the catcher, and the out was made. Win was preserved. Derek Jeter has absolutely no business being in that area, um, at all. And that's exactly what went through my head. Like, Rojo has no business being in that area accepting that cross. That should be a forward or a midfielder accepting that cross. And it was a left back. So um, I thought that was almost um, very fateful um, because uh, that was an extremely unlikely hero. Um, of course, at, at the end of that game... You felt sorry for Nigeria. You felt a little relief for Messi and company, but you knew that this was just uh, prolonging the inevitable. There was no way that Argentina would make the same mm -hmm. type of run that they did in 2014. And um, one of the talking points that you're going to see in this, I mean, there's going to be many at the end of this tournament, um, but one of the talking points is uh, Messi's inability to ever win a trophy with, uh, with Argentina. Um, the criticism that is being uh, put on him uh, an entire country's weight on his shoulders. Uh, going into the, uh, I believe it was the second match against Croatia, I think it was, uh, he was already dejected during the national anthems. Um, I think he uh, he had a change of uh, attitude because, I mean, I, I got to figure that he knew the camera had to have been on him. Um, I'm sure deep down inside, he probably felt the same way going into the Nigeria game, but he didn't show it. And um, he ended up scoring the, long, uh, the, the, the first goal. And then, uh, you know, that got everyone going. But at, at the end of the day, it, it was uh, 
you know, I, I think it was just too little too late. There was no way that Messi was going to pick up his team. Um, I mean, it's it's a dysfunctional squad. There were rumors. Well, he couldn't. I mean, there was too much weight. It's too much the, weight from the entire team and all the players. It's just it's too much. You know, you, the, the locker a lot room. Of people, a lot of people say a lot of people say that Messi uh, unable to win a trophy with Argentina, but I would I would argue that Argentina unable to win a trophy with Messi. That's a that, mm. that actually is a pretty good counter argument. I mean, you have the, the the weird thing about Argentina is that. It's not that they have been grossly underperforming. They they, they were runners up for three major tournaments in a row, back to back Copa Americas uh, in, in the penalty area uh, in the penalties and uh, and in the World Cup 2014 in extra time, um, and all those games they could have won. I mean, we're talking a matter of inches. We're talking, um, you know, it wasn't like they were dominated. They easily could have won any single one of those games. And yes, uh, you had the best player of this generation. Uh, play on your team and you were unable to win a trophy. Yeah, I, I think you can make the, the argument that uh, the federation and the and the team failed to to bring any sort of uh, silverware home with uh, with the greatest player to ever play the game, um, or at least of this generation. Uh, and I, it's a little sad. I feel sorry for the guy. I'm kind of surprised that he didn't announce his retirement from international soccer. And um, you know, going into the third game after the second game, the the meltdown to Croatia. Um, there were rumors that the players were forming a mutiny on their coach and that they wanted him out and they wanted him to step down and not coach that third game. Um, of course, these were all rumors. Uh, there was nothing confirmed. And we know that uh, Sampioli stayed on for not just a third game, but for the round of 16 game. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of internal problems in Argentina. There was no way that they were going to be able to uh, to put a Band-Aid on this and... Uh, and fix it. The, the whole world was watching, and um, it, I, I'm not really sure what to say about, about the team. Uh, it's loaded with talent, um, but it's missing a team. Uh, it's uh, kind of frustrating. I mean, if you're an Argentina uh, Argentina fan, it, it's got to be infuriating. It's got to be frustrating to be seeing something like this. I, I do feel sorry for for Messi because I think he uh, he deserves more, and uh, he probably doesn't deserve as much. Uh, hate as as um as he's getting right now well i think though that hate is only coming from argentina um oh yeah i mean why, uh, why else everyone else everyone else in the world uh, understand sort of sees sees it through a different lens um i was i was mentioning to you guys today that um one of the trends i'm seeing not only in in this tournament but in in world sport in general in any in any sport is that when you have this global superstar player like a messi like a like Ronaldo, like James, um, and that player is not either doing well or injured. The play, the team seems to fall apart. Like these teams have become too over reliant on these big name players. And I, I get it's one thing that you have a a, a big difference maker uh, unavailable to you, and that hurts you. But it shouldn't be to the point where your team is just shambolic and you can't do anything. Um. There has to be a plan B. I mean, these guys are not bulletproof. They're they're going to they're they're going to falter sometimes. So uh, you know, it's a it's a trend that I see. Like I said, you know, when when it was uh, when it was the Lakers, when Kobe had a bad night, it was you know bad. When LeBron's having a bad night, it's bad. They're bad. You know, put in any other big name player in any sport ever. Uh, that's not a uh, uh, individual sport. Um, when you don't have a solid team and a solid 
uh, core around your your superstar player, they're not gonna they're not gonna do well. And 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 I guarantee you that superstar player isn't gonna come up big every single game. I. <sighs> I found it weird that you say that because I mean, when you lose a major player, it's going to affect you. Yes, uh, sometimes. Said, yeah, it, it's going to affect like, you, but it shouldn't affect you to the point where your team doesn't know what to do. Um, also true, and uh, we'll get into this as uh, as uh, you know, a Harry, Harry Kane went down for England. What would they do? Uh, they would lose. I, I That's think what they would fine. do. They would lose. I, I think they would be fine without Harry. I think they would be fine without Harry. I don't think it would be too much of a. Yeah. I don't think it would be too much of a hurt. Yeah, I mean, it'd be I, a I hurt. Don't think it'd be, he'd be missing. I mean, he's he's the top scorer for the team right now. But I, I think mm, you had other I, I, viable forwards in there that could still yeah. make a difference. Obviously, losing Harry Kane, you're not going to have as much of a strong presence, but you're still going to have someone that's capable of at least causing some sort of havoc. Um, we'll get to that game yeah. later. Um, but France is, is going to move on. They, they're going on to the quarterfinals. Um, Argentina will go home and uh, have to start from the drawing board. I think um, a lot of their players are moving on. I think they're going to have to uh, start rebuilding, start building from scratch, uh, get some new players in. Um, unless some miracle happens, this is the last time you see, you're going to see Lionel Messi um, in a World Cup. Um, I can't imagine that he would be back uh, for no. uh, for another uh, cycle of abuse um, and criticism. And uh, by the time the uh, the World Cup comes around, he'll be 35. So I I, I genuinely doubt that uh, he would be back. So Argentina's back to the drawing yeah. board. Um, and um, France, on the other hand, uh, they're uh, young guys, a, a bunch of young guys. You can have the same core, I think, four years from now and still be fine. Um, Bobby mentioned Mbappe, uh, who uh, came in and scored a, a brace in the round of 16. He joins Pelé as the only other person who scored That's right. uh, two goals in uh, in a playoff match. Ah, he took um, one of my facts. Uh, as a teenager. <laughs> so obviously that's uh, <laughs> so that's obviously uh, something a lot of people have been talking about. I'm not going to sit here and say that he should be compared to uh, to uh, Pelé. No. Um, and I'm not even ready to give him the mantle uh, as soon as Ronaldo and Messi uh, retire from international soccer, which should be after this World Cup. They're both the exact same age. Um, the uh, that, that title of best in the world might be going to Mbappe. I'm not quite there yet, but if he scores in every one of these rounds and France wins the title, uh, mm. yeah. you know, yeah, you might that'd be a very looking. different. That'd be yeah. a very different story. Well, yeah. you got, got, got a case to make for probably for, for Golden Ball, uh, for for Mbappe, for the tournament. But, you know, he's still got to prove it elsewhere. Uh, no, we no, have, no, there's still more games to when, come. When, when so we, we had uh, Fiorean, he, he talked about uh, um, Toteski Lache, who, you know, came in, scored a bunch of goals for Italy, and then was never heard from again. So, you know, I'm not saying Mbappe is going to be that, but he could. Oh, but Mbappe is not a unknown name either. I mean, he's known to be a good player. It's just now he's really shining. I mean, that's what the World Cup gives certain players. You know, the time that's what James had last World Cup cycle. People knew who he was. Lewis, he called it before it all started. But it's this it's this stage that they perform. You know, and and uh, just like you know, just like James and Di Maria and all those all those players that did well in World Cup. He, if they continue that, he'll have a great future. No, he he won't disappear. Yeah. Um, well, uh, with that in mind, uh, oh, let's go ahead and move on. 
uh, to the next game. Uh, the Their next opponent was the winner of uh, Uruguay and Russia. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. No, that, that was the, the, the group. Portugal. Uh, Uruguay, no, and, Portugal. And Portugal. Uruguay and Portugal. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so from one greatest of all time to the other greatest of all time, Ronaldo. Um, Russia? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo, not Russia. Um, we... I'm not sure. I mean, at least for us, I think we were split as as far as how far Portugal can get, uh, how far uh, Ronaldo can uh, a, a team of, um, I don't want to say nobodies, but I mean, average players. I think Messi had better players around him. They, they just weren't on the same page. Uh, Ronaldo, yeah. on the other hand, uh, has mediocre players. They seem to be on the same page. And Ronaldo really relishes being in the spotlight and being that guy to take the penalty kick when um, when he's called upon. Um, and uh, we saw it uh, in the very first game. Uh, there's no reason for, for me to believe that he wouldn't uh, uh, try to step yeah. up his game as uh, the tournament moves on. But Uruguay finally decided to show up after two extremely yes. lackluster performances uh, against the two weakest opponents in Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Um, they go up against Russia, a, a game that we all had, for the most part, Uruguay winning, but our confidence was shook. Going into the tournament, we figured Uruguay would win all these games with the confidence of five. And uh, as the tournament, or at least as the groups uh, went on, uh, the confidence in Uruguay kind of went down a little bit, all the way down to at least a two uh, for us um, going into that final game against Russia. They ended up winning 3-0. Uh, up to that point, that was their most um, convincing win, uh, the most goals scored. They went through the entire group stage without conceding a goal. I'm not really sure that's an accomplishment with the group that they had. Uh, won the group and uh, ended up facing Portugal and Ronaldo, uh, a game that I was looking forward to. Uh, it had good game yeah. written all over it. Now, it wasn't spectacular, but it certainly wasn't boring either. I thought we had a pretty decent game. Um, guys, what did you think? Yeah, just like you said, Lewis, Uruguay decided to show up, but did they? Um, they only had thirty percent possession in the second half, man, and he, he didn't. They didn't really have many shots on goal. I mean, really, literally, the only good shot on goal was their goal. Um, was in the second. Half. So I don't know. I mean, and then and then now after Cavani's gotten injured, and we don't know what's going to happen um, in the quarterfinals, which we'll talk about. Um, I just don't know. Although this game had one of my favorite goals of the of the tournament between Suarez and Cavani, uh, lobbing the ball like forty yards back and forth to each other into a, a header. I mean, it was oh, it was just so beautiful. <laughs> Love that. So, not, not, so even, uh, not even in my top three. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it in my top yeah. And three I be, but I be, but I bet you your top three goals look all the same. Um, possibly. <laughs> Um, so for yeah, me, so what the fuck is that? Uh, for, for me, the uh, and I didn't mention it. You guys did, and I, I didn't get a chance to speak. So the uh, um, okay, I'm drawing a blank. The France goal. Uh, well, the you guy, didn't get a uh, chance to speak. You haven't shut up for the last five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Five but minutes. Twenty six minutes. Get a chance to speak. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I got six minutes in, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to speak uh, on that goal. Um, who was uh, the the Frenchman, uh, the defender who? Uh, uh, Argentina. Yes, him. Yes, yes. Um, Gold the tournament, probably. Gold the tournament. Gold the tournament. Uh, b- by far. Uh, up until that point, I-, I thought it was natural for Spain in the the first game against uh, Spain and uh, Portugal. 
Uh, and the more and more I watch um, this goal, uh, yeah, I, I have to say that that for me is a goal of the tournament. Um, I, I can't imagine any other, honestly, I cannot imagine any other uh, goal uh, being taken um, more seriously as far as contender for a goal of the tournament. Unfortunately, I feel that uh, Tony Cruz's goal against Sweden might be up there, unfortunately. And that one doesn't. It doesn't but, impress but me too much. It, it, it doesn't. I think I think FIFA. it's just great because of the moment. Right. Just great because of the moment. And that's and what, what I'm was saying. Happening and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think that's where FIFA is going to step in. I can even say that maybe even Ronaldo's free kick against Spain because of the same reason might be considered for that. I personally wouldn't put either one of those two as much as uh, I, I, I love the goals and I enjoyed watching them. Uh, this one itself uh, is just wow, just. Uh, phenomenal but um yes as bobby said uh, cavani uh came off with the injury um nice scene having ronaldo uh help him off the field i thought that was really classy and yeah, um he was trying to get very, him off he was trying to like he was trying, come on move, like get, come yeah, on get of off, course he get was off. of course of course he was but at least he wasn't being a dick about it. he was being you know Set, uh, this is, is going to be a delicate word. Tender, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. dude. What? Uh, like it, it would have been. It would have been way more perfect if Ronaldo would have like lifted him up and carried him. You know. Oh I, yeah, that would have been funny. I would have been that laughing been my ass off. Ass. Like, Instead I, of going, oh, you're going to be busting set up. Set that to set that to Titanic music and and. <laughs> no, uh, the bodyguard. Oh, there you go. Oh Body, yeah, yes, there you go, style. Lewis. Perfect. Ronaldo carries perfect. him off bodyguard style. Yeah. Um, but Ronaldo like has his, his Ronaldo has his has his uh, his shorts hiked way up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. You know what? I, I don't know what the big deal about that is because I I thought it was weird when Suarez did it last World Cup. Like to me, that was so. Now it's like I see everybody's hiking up their shorts. If you watch all those players, they're always freak. I don't understand it, but they're always doing well, it. Well, Italy so. Italy took their shorts off. I think when they won <laughs> when they won the World Cup, like they just straight up took them off. <laughs> Uh, they should take him off for a penalty kick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a free that's kick. A, that's the way that, but dude, then the goalie's going to see which way their ball is going to go. <laughs> hey, all right, Lewis. All right. So, um, so, uh, Uruguay ends up advancing. Um, Cavani scores a brace I- in this game. Um, I think, um, he decided to show up for the tournament cause he was, uh, he was nowhere to be seen in the group stages for the most part. I think he got a goal in the, against uh, Russia. And that might have actually boosted up his confidence going into the round of 16. And Uruguay is going to need him. They're going to need both of their uh, star forwards, Luis Suarez and Cavani, because they've got that France team up next in the uh, in the quarterfinals, which I thought, again, it's a really, really juicy matchup. That side of the bracket is, uh, well, that's the better side. The more intriguing side, the champion will more than likely come out of that side. Um, I, we'll I honestly, more of that. I honestly think that's why Russia lost to Uruguay, <laughs> so that it, it they could, could end well up on be. that side of the bracket. It could very well be, um, but uh, but we didn't know where people would end up. Remember that they were in Group A. We had no idea what would happen the rest of the way. So maybe right, not. Right. I don't know. But um, so yeah, so Uruguay wins the group the way uh, everyone expected. Russia in, in second place. Um, a lot of people had Russia coming out. I think we had Egypt coming out. Egypt, what a disappointment! I mean, absolutely. Wow, we had a total different view of that. Total yeah, different. I feeling. thought. I mean, they couldn't <laughs> even get their honor win. 
against Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia ends up winning that game. Egypt has mm-hmm. uh, yet to win a game at the World Cup. I thought this was going to be the tournament. I thought uh, with Salah in there, I-, I thought they had a lot of momentum going in there as one of the oh. hottest players going into the tournament. And man, did they lay an egg? Don't, Absolutely. Don't discount. Don't discount the the, the fact that Sergio Ramos, you know, pretty much sabotaged that that first game for them. And and you know, near, nearly Salah's tournament. Yeah, I mean, obviously that that was a, a talking point going into the World Cup that uh, Mo Salah would not be available because of injury. Uh, we're glad that wasn't the case. Uh, I think we mentioned it in the last uh, show that he was uh, contemplating retirement from the national team. Um, I, I don't know if he's uh, rescinded that. I don't know if he still um, uh, feels that way, if his emotions, you know, he's finally calmed down. He see, sees things a little bit more rational now. Um, I hope he doesn't. Um, I hope to see Egypt back uh, strong, maybe get a little bit of revenge. But I, I was very, very disappointed with this team. I thought they would uh, have a, a lot better showing that they did. Um, and then Saudi Arabia, I didn't really expect much of them. And they ended up getting a uh, They a, a did win. really good results here and there. Uh, so they had they had some pretty good they, they for for their quality they had some good, pretty good games well, I mean, and they did they 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 gave a they gave good uh, fight back to their opponents right I I think they did well against Uruguay they had the five zero thrashing against Russia in that opening match and then uh, oh yeah that's a whole yeah that that's yeah. and then, I'm discounting that one yeah <laughs> and then uh, they ended up uh, the victory against Egypt so um, they they go back at least with their heads held high winning their last game um, and then in Group B you had Portugal uh, runner up uh, no surprises there Spain and Portugal. Uh, first and second in the group, but let's be honest here. Iran, about a foot away from winning the entire group. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, um, Iran. Iran showed well. Um, they they certainly they, they certainly had a good um, a good a good showing. You know, uh, they look to be sort of um, spoilers for a lot of spoil for for a lot of uh, teams. Or for a lot of those games, they, they yeah no they were they were they were they were a team that every team that that came across them un- underestimated them and then they were incredibly shocked at the level of play or the tactics that they were having to deal with with Iran and I, I like the Spain and Iran game that was that that blew me away. <laughs> I think uh, honestly the uh, I said going into the tournament that don't sleep on Morocco. Uh, I think they can give. Um, I thought they would win against Iran. Um, they should have won. They had more than enough chances. Uh, they didn't convert any of them. They converted an own goal, which gave the win to Iran. Um, and they gave Port- um, Portland. Uh, Portugal fits. They gave Spain fits. They probably should have won that game. And uh, in all honesty, we weren't that far off um, from a Morocco and Iran uh, going through to the round of 16 and Spain and Portugal being out. And uh, the way this World Cup is, was going, I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen, to be honest. Um, but I, I got to commend both of those teams. I, I feel sorry for Morocco. I think they uh, I, they were one of the teams that probably deserved to go out uh, a little later. Um, it, it's just their um, – they were fun to watch. They didn't back down. Uh, it's not like they parked the bus and just waited. They actually went out and tried to uh, look for the game. Uh, they tried to attack, and I respect that. Iran was more parking the bus and uh, – and pressing when they needed to, and uh, and you know try to counter. But again, it's the lack of talent, the lack of technique and skill that really is the downfall of these uh, these smaller nations, especially the African ones. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, our, our Iran uh, 
ties against Portugal in an injury time uh, has a clear shot. I think uh, a much better technically gifted team scores that ball, and uh, they're in uh, they're in the round of 16, and they're about a foot away from actually winning. They could have won the group. Um, Iran, a, a team that has only won one game in the World Cup, um, <laughs> would have won a group consisting of Spain and uh, Portugal. Uh, I know. Unbelievable. Would have been madness. Yeah, well, th- this World madness. Cup has been madness. It would have it been fitting. It would have been fitting. Absolutely but it fitting. Just ended up, it just ended up happening in a different way in the next matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go to the other side of that bracket. So we, we um, Spain won the group and Russia was in second. So Spain and Russia would play in the round of 16. And um, we didn't post... Uh, the uh, our predictions on Twitter. I, I think I slept in for this game. I'm glad I did because it was one of the biggest sleepers of uh, not only the tournament but the round of 16. But it wasn't. It wasn't the worst game of the round, though. It was not with the no, worst. It was not. No, it was not. Um, and um, many people thought, oh well, this is Spain, right? I mean, Spain has world class players. It doesn't matter um, that they haven't been really playing well. They have more than enough to beat Russia. Um, they held about what ninety nine percent possession and a thousand yep. passes completed. Um, I mean, that's what, that's yet, one of my things that I, I get so upset about about this game. It's like you're you're about to say it, Lewis. So go Thou- uh, over a thousand passes, and yet you can't, Lewis. You can't score. You can't score. You needed an own goal to get the goal that you uh, that you quote unquote earned. And a then, crazy own goal where yeah. they're both just falling to the f- floor and it just hits the back of his calf. Yeah. <sighs> and then uh, and then Russia scores. I was mad at that one. Russia scores via a penalty kick. Um, this was a sleeper. It goes to penalty kicks. And because the handball. best. I'm getting, I'm getting sleepy talking about it. Yeah. And, he, and, and here's another uh, thing. I mean, Spain, with all the talent that they have, you got to figure that they're going to be at least in the fight because of their goalie. Best goalkeeper in the world. Um, he faced seven shots. He only saved one of them. That is a horrible stat, stat to have if you are considered the best goalie on the planet. Could not even stop a single penalty kick. Russia eliminates Spain from the World Cup. David had Russia winning this game. I had Russia winning this game. Bobby, I wasn't sure who you had going into it. I don't. I don't remember now. Um, I think I was going to do sp- safe Spain because I was. I wasn't just expecting Russia. Wait, I don't, what did I do? Did I? T- did I text you that one? You didn't. That's why I was I saying know. I have no okay. idea what you said. Um, no, no, no. Well, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, it wasn't as surprising, at least for me personally. I'm sure David will give his reasons. Spain fires their coach the day before the tournament starts. I, I cannot figure that that would be good. I'm kind of surprised they got out of the groups. Um, whatever they had. They left it all in that first game against Portugal. That's the best that they looked. The rest of the way, I think they got lucky. They squeaked by Morocco 1-0. I'm sorry, they squeaked by Iran 1-0. Um, they barely got were able to get a draw against yeah, Morocco. I mean, and then, I mean, I, I got to figure that, you know what? Russia is actually riding high. They're at home. Um, I know they're a weaker opponent, but... Um, as far as the team is concerned, they look like more of a, uh, well, of the better team, not necessarily individual players. And... Well, um, out of all these teams, though, Lewis, um, uh, Russia has actually been getting better every game that they play. 
Um, when we see like the bigger teams, they go in and out or they have bad days and sometimes they, they show up here and there. Um, so I don't know. It's, it, I don't know what to, to, to make of this Russia team. They, they're doing really well what they're doing right now. Um, they're tactically, they, they, they're smart. I think when they, when they, when they play against uh, specific teams, like when they're going to meet Croatia, we'll talk about that. I think, I don't think they're going to park the bus. Um, uh, but the whole game I felt when I was watching Spain, I'm like, you don't belong here. This is not your World Cup. You don't, you shouldn't be here. You I know? agree. I was. Uh, they they were so underwhelming the entire time. I, there was no sense of urgency in them. I just don't understand. I feel like they just felt like they had it in the bag and they can get a goal whenever they decide to. So it's cool. Just wait it out, and then they realize, oh shit, we can't. Um, this, uh, I saw this uh, little uh, fact. Spain has lost three of their four World Cup penalty shootouts. Um, in '86 versus Belgium, yeah, 2002 versus South Korea, and then now this. So, you can't, you can't. I mean, when we when they got to the shootouts, there was some some. Say it, Dave. I was gonna say you can't pass a penalty into the the, the back of the net. <laughs> so it's no surprise that Spain Spain struggles in penalties. And yeah. let me just say this one more thing. You're talking about what the one of the greatest goalies in the world. Well, he was outshone, and he was, and Russia just put their new goalie into the history books, Igor Akinfin. I mean, my God, that that foot in that last save, that last foot save in that penalty kick. Woof! But the save, wow. yeah, that that save was incredible. Again, a, a, an example of a team relying on their their global superstar and David uh, David De Gea. Um, and couldn't perform, and so, you know, there they go. They're out. Yeah. I mean, the whole team is, but the whole team is full of superstars. It's not just that yeah. one. I, I mean, mean that for, whole me, team. for me, they and put no one could, in too so, late. So let me, look, I could just tell you this right now. This is just, I'm going to put a stamp on the entire round of 16. No creativity from anyone yeah. in this this round. It's true. No creativity. And that's why a lot of these big teams are gone, because they they have the talent. They have They have the skills. To do this, they ha- they should be able to pull uh, uh, teams that that park par- uh, park the bus. They should be able to pull them out. They should be able to move them side to side, open them up. Come on! I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give you the one um, for me at least the one uh, outlier, and that's Japan. Uh, I thought that Japan played an excellent game against Belgium. Uh, we'll get there. 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 Okay. But what's well, hold on. With the Spain game, um, it, yeah, it, it, they looked. They, they seriously looked like they didn't have a plan. Um, they they went out there. They were like, okay, we're Spain. You know, they're gonna we're gonna win on reputation alone. And again, you have to the sort of again. I I find a, a sort of uh, odd play that happens in this game when uh, Russia is taking their penalty kicks. Uh, the last Spanish um, player that went up to take his penalty, I don't remember who it is now, um, he was getting ready to take, it was the deciding penalty. He, if he would have missed it, um, Russia would have won. Um, he goes up to take his penalty kick. He gets ready just before he's going to start his run-up. The referee tells him to wait. Um, maybe there's crowdy, crowding in the box or, or encroachment. I don't remember what it was. All I know is the referee made him wait until he uh, talked to some people, and then he went ahead and let him through. So to me, it looked like the referee iced that that player before he took his penalty kick. Another, you know, mm, fortunate thing that happened in in favor of Russia. And and, and again, 
this is the reason I picked Russia to advance uh, in, in this game because um, don't underestimate the the uh, the thought that that Putin's already bought this World Cup. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we we, we all <laughs> uh, said that we all said that going into the tournament. That yeah, uh, I'm we, I'm, we said sl- it but I'm but I'm the tournament started. Yeah, but I'm slowly I'm slowly pulling away from that idea because I mean, when you're watching these games, there's things that you just cannot do on just on a top on the on the top of a hat just like just because i mean that save you can't make that save sure. with that foot you can't like I, the first game yeah because saudi arabia just what they were just they had their head in the sand um but oh sorry uh but they've been wow they've been progressively getting better a lot that took a long time dave um so yeah they, they progressively gotten better a lot I mean, in every game the, the reason i i took russia in this game is is simple i mean it, there was a talking point before the world cup it hasn't been a talking point since and i don't understand why spain fired their coach the day before the world cup <laughs> i mean I, I i don't know why they're blaming the players i don't know why they're even blaming the coach's tactics the coach had one day to prepare them for everything that they, I mean, I'm not saying that he he was gonna crush everything in one day. Okay, you know what? Let, let's just forget everything that, that the previous coach did, um, and yeah, I'm gonna implement sp- a new but- system. But you cannot sit there and tell me that you expect to do well in a tournament when you fire your coach the day before the tournament. I don't. I mean, it 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 doesn't make sense to me that Spain would believe that the FA would actually believe that they would still be okay because, as David said it, they were playing on, oh, well, we're Spain. We'll be fine. Um, Another big team did the same thing, um, and it bit them in the ass even harder. So that's why I had Russia winning this game. I mean, it wasn't by a lot. I only had one confidence point. But, I mean, the fact that I was even able to say something like that uh, or even have it cross my mind, um, is uh, says a lot about what happened to Spain in this World Cup. I mean, they were basically just uh, shot in the leg before the tournament even started. And they said, you need to play this on one leg. And uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And um, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, a lot of people had Spain winning this tournament. A lot of people had them going at least to the uh, semifinal, if not the final. Um, I said they were a top four. The moment that they fired their coach, I quickly took them off. I said, nope, they're not, they're not getting anywhere near um, the final, um, except uh, when you look at the bracket, uh, you know, you might actually loophole your way into that. But I said, uh, you know what, you got to get past Russia. And honestly, the home side looking a lot better than you. And uh, there it is. Uh, so you had uh, one of the biggest upsets. Uh, they're calling it one of the biggest upsets in uh, playoff history. Um, that I'm sure there's some some recency bias there. I'm sure there's probably something bigger. However, uh, Russia, good on them because I mean, from what we saw from them in the Confederations Cup, we figured that they would get annihilated in this World Cup, and a lot of people said they may not even get out of the groups. And now they well, are. No one expected them. And now yeah, no, they I are mean, in the quarterfinals. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, the Russians, the own Russian people, in the beginning of this uh, tournament, really were shitting on this team. They they didn't expect anything to happen, and now the nation is completely changed. Um, the team is, uh, you know, carrying all of their hopes on their back and just excitement. It's pretty amazing. I mean, this is the first time they've reached the quarterfinals ever since the breakup of the Soviet Union. I mean, it's it's pretty nuts. It's, yeah. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Good. Good on them. I'm not gonna hate on them. I, I think they deserve it. I think that. Uh um, 
uh, it, it's good for uh, their fans to uh, have something to cheer about here. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and, you know, hate on them. Um, All right. Croatia, Denmark, Lewis. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to Croatia versus Denmark. Uh, the the other uh, uh, C&D uh, winner runner up uh croatia ends up winning group uh d over argentina actually clean sweeping it uh winning all three games and denmark uh in second place i felt um personally uh very undeserving i thought they played very uh boring style i think they got lucky uh to have won against peru um couldn't even um win against australia and then both France and Denmark said, you know what, if we tie, we're both in, so let's just go ahead and not score on each other. Um, so I think Denmark was just extremely lucky. I don't think that they deserve to get um, out of those groups. I thought Peru deserved it a lot more. I think Croatia and Peru would have been a hell of a lot better game than what we saw in this one. The first five minutes was fire as Denmark came out in the first two, three minutes. Only uh, scoring a goal, only to Croatia mm-hmm. for Croatia to just immediately respond with a goal of their own. Within four minutes of this game, it was one-one, and that's pretty much all that happened the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> way. This one goes well, until a, until an incredibly exciting penalty kick right, shootout. Uh, until you got to the penalty <laughs> kicks, um, and you know what penalty kicks are boring. There's no way that you can not be intrigued on penalty kicks, even if you're to make or miss all of them, the drama and the stress (laughs) itself does not allow that to be boring. Um, So Croatia ends up winning the penalty shootout three to two. They will go on to the quarterfinals. First time that has happened since 1998. Uh, Also the first time that they uh, were in a world cup. Um, So um, what do we think? I mean, there's not really much to talk about this game aside from the first four minutes. There was nothing else that happened. Yeah, the first four minutes kind of promised us completely something different than we had that morning with Spain versus Russia. So, like, I remember I texted you, Lewis, going like, oh, hell yeah, four minutes, this is already night and day. And then it just went into a sleep. And then it just went into a sleep right after. The the thing that shocked me the most in the the game, the overall game, was uh, Modric. Uh, Modric, uh, he missed his penalty kick. That's one person I did not expect. Uh, to uh, lo- uh, to miss his penalty kick, so that was kind of a major shocker to me, um, which led to the penalty kicks that they didn't need to have if that went in. Um, but then just the drama and the penalty kicks to see. I just I just love seeing how again you said the you know uh, Croatia's goalie denied three and Denmark's uh, goalie denied two, so it was going back and forth, back and forth, and you just saw the stress on everyone in that stadium's face. This everybody just wanted this shit to end already. Yeah, you can, t- you can too much. You can cut that tension with the knife. Yeah, everyone's faces were just. Uh, Stone cold. I mean, there were there were people that were just covering their faces already. Yeah. Like they didn't even want to watch anymore because it was like, oh come on. <laughs> yeah, this is the stress of, uh, of watching your. That's, country. That was my that was my favorite part of that game for sure. <laughs> um, well, there wasn't too much to comment on this game, David. Do you have anything? No, not for this game. I mean, it, 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 no surprise that Croatia got through. Uh, for me, like you know, Denmark. I think was the 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 that first goal that they scored was very much the, the the shock of that game and then after that you know we knew we knew what was going to happen um it took croatia quite a while to to kind of you know get there but but uh it w- i don't think it would have been you know what it would have been very on par with this world cup that uh, if denmark had gotten through 
But, uh, you know, ultimately it was Croatia because, you know, they're also off the beaten path. Yeah, I mean, after winning all three games in their group, uh, a lot of people, I mean, there were there were three groups of death in this one. Um, this was one of them. Um, uh, they, they beat Argentina convincingly. They beat Iceland. They beat Nigeria. Um, it looked like they were going to run over Denmark, and that really wasn't the case. A lot of people had them as heavy favorites, and although they got the, the result that they wanted, um, it wasn't exactly in the manner in which that we thought they were going to get it in. Um, I thought they would win uh, pretty easily. I thought they would dominate possession, but uh, it, it turned out to be a 50-50 game. It turned out to be boring. Uh, both teams had their chances. Uh, neither one could put it away. Um, as Bobby said, Modric uh, misses his penalty kick in regulation time that could have uh, sealed the game there and spared us an extra 30 minutes of boring, agonizing soccer, only to give us the uh, although I love the, the penalty kicks. Uh, of the penalty <laughs> kicks. Uh, Modric does yeah. not fail uh, in that um, in that instance, and Croatia does move oh, on. Man, his, I, I'm glad yeah, his they relief do. when he walked away from that. He was just like, "Oh, I righted that wrong. God yeah. damn it." Yeah. And I mean, that so guy doesn't I, I, show any emotion whatsoever. Yeah, Modric, that's what they were saying. You know, and like, this like is... a, a confused pelican. <laughs> confused? He doesn't look confused to me, but he does look like a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm glad Croatia went on. Um, I'm kind of rooting for them, uh, at least from that side of the bracket. I'm, I, th- I might be rooting for them from from here on out. Um, we'll talk about more about that bracket um, as uh, we we get into the quarterfinals because uh, it looks like. Um, there, there very well may be someone who may be debuting in that fi- uh, in that final. Um, but Croatia makes it the, the quarterfinals for the first time since 1998. Let's go ahead and uh, move on. Oh, uh, really, really quickly. Um, mm. So this is uh, the, the Argentina, Nigeria, and Iceland's group. Um, Iceland, oh, yeah. uh, as we all know, uh, debutants <sighs> uh, played exactly the way we we kind of expected them to. Um, played a great game defensively uh, against Argentina to get their point. They got a goal. Um, so um, that was very historic for them. And then just kind of uh, the defense just didn't show up the re- the, the other two games um, against Croatia and, um, and Nigeria. And Nigeria, uh, I felt, should have won. I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, should have at least gotten to second place over Argentina. I think they showed me a lot more. Than Argentina did. I think that um, as fun as the Argentina France game would have been, I th- uh, was not would have been was um, Nigeria and France probably would have been just as fun, and I think uh, Nigeria would have given them um, a stiff challenge as well. Ultimately, I think France still would have won the game, but um, for me personally, I felt Nigeria um, should have came out of that in uh, in second place for me. Um, but um, it is what it is. Croatia moves on. Argentina is eliminated. So. Um, at least in that sense, there is some sort of justification. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, groups E and F. Um, let's start with let, let's start Brazil. with Sweden and Switzerland oh. for, uh, for for this one. Uh, there's a reason why I'm going to say that. So Sweden <sighs> Just to get it out of the way. <laughs> well, not not exactly, but Sweden wins Group E. Um, this is the group that consists of Germany. Mexico and South Korea. Uh, Sweden winning the first game of South Korea, no big surprise there. Um, and then uh, losing a heartbreaker to Germany, a ten-man Germany in game number two, a game that I, they thought the the tie was uh, was theirs, and Germany on the brink of elimination. 
and uh, rising from the dead, at least momentarily, going into the last game uh, against Mexico, ha having won both of their games. They were officially not in the uh, second round just yet, despite being the only team with six points. There was still a scenario that would put them out of the group stages, but the chances of that happening were a long shot, or were they? Because Mexico um, very goddamn nearly missing the round of 16. Um, they laid an egg against Sweden, losing 3-0, to zero, um, putting them in a negative goal differential, which allows Sweden to overtake the group. And all Germany had to do was beat the weakest team in the group. Sounds simple enough, but... Well, it happened to the United States. So um, it was a pain that I kind of like, a, a frustration that uh, we've all went through with Trinidad and Tobago. All you had to do is beat the weakest guy. The all weakest they needed team. was a draw. Uh, no, they need to win. No, 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 the United States. The United States. Oh, the United States only needed a draw, yes. Um, so Sweden ends up winning the group. And they avoid... Um, the uh, first place in Group F, which would have been, which was Brazil. Um, Mexico, after um, beating Germany, figured that the group was theirs. And uh, so that, considering considering the the way that um, everybody was was in awe of Mexico after that first uh, game against Germany, um, looking back now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Looking back now. That win isn't so impressive. It turns out that Germany was just really bad. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, Germany, obviously, the biggest disappointment of this tournament by far. I don't think there's any argument um, on that. It is the first time that Germany has been eliminated in the group stages in World Cup history. Um, you know you, you know what I'm going to find really sad? Because that's obviously one of the, the longer streaks in World Cup. You know what's going to make me very sad? is the day that Brazil doesn't qualify. Because mm. you know that's going to eventually happen. Um, whether or not... Baby. <laughs> um, Haiti, yeah, so I think... Haiti and, um, and the U.S. Virgin Islands are going to uh, beat out Brazil in uh, group, uh, group 2A. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, this is uh, an incredible meltdown from a German side, who, by the way did not get rid of their coach. Uh, I'm baffled at that. I really am. Um, so Germany unable to beat South Korea. South Korea ends up beating them 2-0. Um, saves Mexico from the embarrassment of winning their first two games and uh, not qualifying for the second round. What? what, what I mean, that would have been crazy. Uh, three teams uh, with six points. Um, not the first time I've seen that happen, by the way. But still, it, it's just crazy when you do see it. Um, meltdown from Mexico in their last game. And uh, Sweden riding high. Uh, as I said, they, they win the group. They take on Switzerland, who ended up uh, going runner-up in Group F. Um, Sweden, Switzerland, another sleeper. A 1-0 victory. I thought it was going to be an even match. It pretty much was. Um, and I just thought a better game was at hand. To be honest, it, it was, uh, I thought it would be uh, a very tight 1-0 victory. That's kind of what I had it at, but um, not exciting whatsoever. 
No, I think I think Sweden has done a really good job in uh, <coughs> in taking their, their their chances when they need to. Um, they haven't been exciting, but they but they're getting the job done. Um, so I think um, I, I I honestly think that they. From here on out, I mean, it's any it's anybody's guess, but I, I think that they could they could get past the next uh, the next round and, and maybe make uh, the final four there. Um, you know, now with me saying that, I'm sure they're going to lose uh, in the next round. <laughs> my, um, my, my, um, they're not a dark horse, that's for sure. I'm not. I don't want to jinx them, uh, but I would I I would like to see uh, Sweden advance into the next round after. Uh, um, uh, well, it's yeah. yeah. Well, it's you know. It's it's nice to, to to have Sweden back in the quarterfinals. They haven't been there since uh, '94. But look at within the game, uh, Switzerland Switzerland had 18 shots in this match, dude, and uh, and they and they didn't have what was what am I trying to say? They, uh, they that, that was the most they've had in any World Cup match without scoring a single goal. I mean, both teams were. Did, Lewis is right. They were both pretty even throughout the entire game. Um, the bat, the, the first half was so bad. I mean, there was a lot of shots taken from both teams, but none of them were shots on goal. Like it was just so bad. Um, Sweden's lucky to get out of this one, to be honest. Um, I feel like they are a better team than Switzerland, but they're lucky to get out of, get out of this game. Yeah, I have to agree there. I I had Switzerland. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. I had Sweden winning this game. In fact, I I ended up locking I'm not on four. I had, I had a four on, on Sweden. And um, I thought they would have um, a little bit easier time. I, I thought it would be a good back and forth match, but eventually Sweden would win out. Eh, that's kind of the way it happened, but uh, it was just yeah, very, but, very. But dull it looked more strained. Yeah, very, it looked more strained for Sweden. But yeah, it definitely. was dull. I knocked out. I knocked out pretty much the entire <laughs> game. Yeah. yeah. So as Bobby says, Sweden will move on for the first time since 1994. And unless I, I have to look back. I'm not quite sure, but I think Sweden has been to the final of a World Cup one time. It was in 1958 when they when they hosted it. Um, they lost to Brazil in that uh, in that World Cup, but Sweden has been in the final uh, through home field advantage in 1958. So Sweden um, can also return, uh, have a legitimate shot at returning uh, to the final with that bracket. Um, the other side of the bracket, the ENF matchup that we're talking about, Brazil versus Mexico, going into the tournament actually not even going into the tournament when the draw was made um everybody everybody including mexico said okay um we're gonna end up in second who will we face in the next round brazil oh shit so (laughs) we're not getting the fifth game after all we're still going to be there and they had given up hope and everything and then after beating germany in that first game they said okay you know what we got past the the world champion we got three points that we weren't expecting. We should be winning the next two games. We're going to go ahead and avoid Brazil. And they would have been on the other side of that bracket um, and uh, have a legitimate shot at the final, to be perfectly honest. When you look at the rest of the teams in that tournament, uh, they had a legitimate shot at getting into the final. And I'm very glad that Mexico Mexicoed and um, ended up runner-up um, people were talking about how they lost the the fifth game uh, by playing Brazil. Well, you lost it when you tanked against Sweden. Um, yeah. You even draw that game. You win the group and you avoid Brazil. Um, you lose that game by less than two goals. You still advance. So okay. I mean, on a, on every- our own goal, on our own goal, they couldn't avoid Brazil. 
Yeah, on an own goal. And and then we, we had mentioned it in the... I'm not sure if it was in Balls and Vodka or maybe a, a little segment in Balls and, and Beers where we and, talked to and, one and of our guests. Had Germany... Hold on. Had Germany won uh, against uh, Sweden, would Mexico have won that group? I'm sorry. What, one more time? If Germany had beat Sweden had me- and advanced with Mexico, would, wouldn't that be Mexico's group? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been, yeah, because Mexico would have had. Uh, so it had. It had, had, had to happen that way. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's so and it's so perfect because after that game against South Korea, when they beat South Korea, and then they were and everybody was looking at the table, um, I started getting texts from all from a bunch of people going like, "Hey, Simpsons predicted this." And, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, my one of my friends is like, "Hey, you're an expert in both things." Simpsons and soccer, can this happen? And we're like, no, it can't happen. It absolutely, <laughs> like, it, it can't happen. And then Portugal got eliminated. And so I enjoyed writing that text going like, oh, you guys aren't making the final. And then when they, Mexico got eliminated, I was like, oh. Ay, 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 ay. Canta no Yeah, so, me- so Mexico unfortunately shot themselves in the foot lost the group after winning the first two games, lost the group. Um, you can make the case it was an own goal. You can make the case that South Korea scored on them in uh, late in injury time because uh, that, that was a goal against. Um, so either way, um, lots of blame to go around. Um, and they face Brazil. Brazil, who normally is a very slow starter in tournaments, find their stride around the third game, and then round the 16 and on. And that's exactly what has happened. Uh, they, they came out, struggled against Switzerland, uh, struggled against Costa Rica, but, I mean, they were by far the, the better team, creating the chances and finally breaking through very, very late in the game and um, twice. And then uh, putting on uh, a very good performance against Serbia. Uh, they were riding high. Mexico, uh, you know, digressing as the games went on. Brazil progressing as the games went on, um, they were not on a collision course. I mean, they were headed in opposite directions here. Brazil um, win the game 2-0. Mexico played a pretty decent game. I mean, Mexico usually doesn't back down from Brazil. The the, the games that they do play against them are very entertaining. Um, they do go right at them. Um, we saw them go up uh, toe-to-toe against them in 2014 uh, with Brazil as the uh, the home team. And uh, earned themselves a draw, I think, a game that um, really uh, put Memo Ochoa on the map for a lot of people. Yeah, I got to um, say, he, he had a great tournament. And, and I think uh, certainly a better tournament than uh, David Gehea. Well, well, I mean, G- even, <laughs> I mean, uh, even South Korea's goalie had a better tournament than David Gehea. But, um, no, I think for the first half of the first half Hour, Mexico look like, hey, you know what? They can probably pull another stunner off here. Um, they just need to finish. They need to create their uh, create those chances the and finish half? them. Yeah, in the first half. I think 30 minutes they in, they, they didn't, really they didn't even they didn't get a single shot in the first half. That's what I'm saying. I think they they pressed Brazil <laughs> uh, um, the right way. I think they could have uh, broken through, but uh, about halfway into that first half, they decided to. Uh, well, I'm not sure if they decided to back up or if Brazil changed their tactics and said, oh, okay, that's enough. Let's just go ahead and start playing. Uh, because from that moment on, Brazil looked like the better team and finally broke through in the second half. And um, 
uh, ended up winning the game. I, I think the better team won, obviously, and that fifth game curse continues. Um, Mexico will have to wait another four years for another shot at losing the fourth game. And um, Brazil uh, will move on to the quarterfinals. I don't think that that's much of a surprise there. Um, let's talk about really quickly. Uh, one of the talking points after this game was Neymar and his uh, antics, his uh, acting. He may uh, he may or may not win a World Cup, but um, as my mom said, he may very well win an Oscar. <laughs> Look, man, look, <laughs> nobody's winning an Oscar with overacting that bad, okay? That was Jim Carrey esque. Uh, okay, uh, I mean, he, the, he guy gets, a, the guy gets his ankle stepped on. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Layun, Layun is, is certainly guilty there. He, he, um, he stepped on Neymar's ankle, but I mean, the way that he contorts his body. Is, is amazing. I think my favorite tweet was uh, somebody somebody posted like, oh, he went he went to church and got some of that holy water because it looked like the, the, mean, the, the it looked like the Holy Spirit overcame him. Well, what frustrates me about Neymar is, um, you know, he, he he does these he does these ridiculous flops, and like I told you today, Lewis, that he's he's the boy that that called that called foul, um, and even when he does get fouled, uh, sometimes it gets ignored because of the way he reacts. And how he overreacts. Um, yeah, it was the the birth of the meme now of Neymar all around, and I and it pisses me off uh, as well because it also takes away from the fact of certain things that he does beautifully on the pitch. The first goal, I mean, that first goal that he was going with the ball, he saw he saw he he he, he noticed that he was soaking all of the defenders uh, towards him, and he and he backheeled it. Uh, to I forget who and um, he continues his run into the box and the ball gets crossed and he makes that goal It was beautiful, but not many people remember that because dumbass is flopping all over the place and tumbling all over the place um, I do want to say that uh, since the introduction of the of round of 16 in 1986 Mexico Mexico have been eliminated at the stage of the World Cup seven times That's more than twice as many of any any other nation. So I don't know that just kind of makes me smile I mean, in, in one sense, you have Mexico always coming out of the groups, which is a good thing. Um, I think the United States would love something like that, or that, that type of a stat, to, to be coming out of the groups um, seven tournaments in a to row. To be in the groups, yeah. yeah. To be in the group. To, in the to, to come out of the group seven times in a row, that, that's pretty impressive. I mean, up until this year, I think the only other person, or the only other team, was like Germany. Uh, that streak is now gone. But, um, yeah, it, it's that that fourth game, that curse. And, and usually Mexico wins the group. So they avoid the seed in the next round. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know what's a, if it's a mental thing. Um, I, I got to figure that, you know, um, that after winning a group that, you know, nobody really gave them a chance to win, uh, you know, they got the, the big egos going in there and saying, hey, we got this, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the other team should be fearing us, and they don't. They come out swinging, and you know, that's what it kind of seems like, that Mexico is kind of unprepared for that. Um, they, th they probably think that uh, through name alone and fear alone that they were going to go into the, the, the quarterfinals. But, uh, yeah, they're oh. going to have to wait another four years to get another shot at it. Um, we talked so, about how that's always been their Achilles heel, is their, mm -hmm. their mentality. Right. Um, but uh, it, it, it is what it is, Mexico, Mexico, and... Uh, um, at least one thing remained uh, part of the status quo in this World Cup. Um, so um, 
Brazil will go on to the quarterfinals. Sweden moves on to the quarterfinals. Let's go ahead and finish up the last two games from groups F and G. Um, Belgium wins uh, Group G. Oof, uh, what a game. Yeah, finally, finally, an exciting match in, in this uh, in in this round. And it's only the second half. Forget the first yeah, yeah, half. But yeah. Lewis, go on. Sorry, we're, sorry, we're, sorry. we're stumbling no, over No, 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 that's your fine. That, 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 that's fine. <laughs> uh, so but Belgium wins uh, Group G um, over uh, England. Uh, they, they won 1-0 in the final match day. Um, they played the, set, the, the runner-up of uh, Group H, which consisted of Colombia, Senegal, Japan, and Poland. Um, they played Japan. Um, and before we start getting into the game, Japan, for me was the surprise of the tournament. Uh, I thought that they seriously um, were not going to win a game at all in this tournament. I had no respect for them going into this tournament. I was extremely surprised that they beat Colombia, even if they were spotted a man the entire match. I thought Colombia still had enough talent to uh, get a result. Um, And then came uh, a little bit back down to earth playing Senegal, one of the better games of the tournament. Yeah. And, sure. and, uh, I mean, and it was a draw. Like they, they, it was a draw. Yeah. Well. And then, uh, and then going down to Poland, which is unfortunate for them, uh, go down to Poland to, so it, it looked like, uh, Japan was, Oh, maybe they're reverting back. Um, and then they go up against Belgium, a heavy favorite. And we know how well the favorites have been doing in this tournament. Um, Belgium running all over them, uh, you know, wondering, Oh, how long is Japan going to hold on? And then the second half started, and in less than three, four minutes, Japan is out to a two-zero lead and, and over dude, let me, Belgium. Let me just tell you. Dude, let me just let me just tell you the the Japan goal, that first Japan goal, was incredible. I mean, the way this dude hits that ball, the ball has no spin on it whatsoever. Like that was the second goal. That was the second goal. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was mm-hmm, the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that ball has no spin. It just dies and just floats straight i mean that's how hard it was it, it was hit and how, how perfect it was um it was such a great goal um it, you know certainly not in my top five uh golosos, but i enjoyed it and and dude i have to i have to say i'm i'm the way this game ended i was i felt really bad because i thought that japan acquitted themselves well enough and um i was even telling one of my coworkers who's japanese um, and he was like, I was, you know, we were going back and forth on I am about the game and he wasn't able to watch it because he sits right outside the producer's um, office. So he can't have it on his screen, but he's like checking the score every few minutes. So I'm trying to tell him like what's going on. And I was like, holy shit, dude, Japan's up two zero. And I'm like, OK, don't worry. Japan is is very. Um, oh, what did I say? It? I said, you know, Japan doesn't lose their heads. Like they'll be able to see this out as long as as long as Belgium doesn't come and get a go and, and get a, a a lucky goal on them, I think they're gonna see this out. And then um, the the go- Belgium's goal certainly wasn't lucky, um, but it was unfortunate. What I what I found to be really uh, uh, unfortunate for Japan is that the way first of all the way they play, um, you see the way they play and they have a very distinct style. Um, they want to play like Brazil, um, 
and and Spain and that they want to pass and be patient, but they also know that they have some speed. So what they do is they go up in like little spurts. They they move up 20 yards, they they fall back five yards. They move up 20 yards, they fall back another 10 yards. You know, like they go back and forth a lot and they change the rhythm of their game, which I think is excellent. Um, like I said, they have a very distinct style. Um, the 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 mistake I think they made was twofold. Um, one, they didn't make any subs until very late in the game, and I think that hurt them. Um, two, the when Belgium got their first goal, Japan was pushing for a third, and as soon as Belgium scored, stopped. They tried to start. They try to hold on to that one goal lead, and we all know what happens when you try to hold on to a one goal lead when the other team has momentum. Mm, yeah, I, didn't, so, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it that way. I saw them not bunker down at all, ever. They just kept wanting a go for the goal. They got, and that's, they got that's, conservative. That's, that's, their, that's what their issue... I didn't really think so. They, they, they took their chances when they, when they had them and they countered. Um, they're an attack-minded attack team, and they weren't going to stop that, which blew me away when they were up 2-0 and they decided not to bunker down. And they were just like, yeah, let's go for a third, let's go for a third. And um, but look at the quality of Belgium was going to always show up and it did. Um, so, I mean, th- this is the first time they're reaching the quarterfinals. Congratulations to Belgium. They had a great game that that in the 73rd minute. I forgot. Uh, who was it? Uh, oh, Fellaini. Was it Fellaini that did that? Uh, like that rainbow header into the goal. That so, was beautiful. Okay. So, so, so here's the, it wasn't Fellaini. I forgot who it was. was, it, but, who was it? No, it wasn't Fellaini. I, I forgot who it was. But here's the thing. I'm not sure if that was intentional Virchon, or not. Um, if it was, I'm going to call that the Golasso of the tournament. If it wasn't, that looked intentional to me. There was no pa- there was no one there to pass to, and he looked and he and he had he could have just been. The, uh, I got I got to look at the replay again, but it looked like he had oh, not all the time in the world, but all the time in the world to look at the goal, look at the goalpost, and then see the ball come down, and he made that decision to just head it over there in that direction. I mean, because there was no one else there. I mean, if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking he's trying to guide it into the center, and I think he might have just mishit it, or maybe just hit it a little bit too far, and you know, he did the the Landon Donovan 2002, where he's just like, mm, okay, you know, like if it's <laughs> if, if it's gonna go in, I, sure. I, I think I, I think he even told I think he even yeah. uh, texted you that the yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. he said Landon Donovan Shruggy. I have to yeah, I have uh, to look at it again, but to me it looked intentional. If if it's intentional, that actually might be the goal of the tournament for me. But yeah, it probably would be up there as like one or two. Yeah, we got to wait for the tournament uh, to end. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's still there's still games to be played. Um, so obviously we we know that Belgium won three to two. Here's where I I. I feel a little bad for Japan, but at the same time, I feel that they shot themselves in the foot. Um, first of all, I got to well, yeah. give well, credit to Belgium. It was kind of karma, right? It was kind of it, karmic after that last five minutes in the in the, the group stage game. You, you know what? I, I don't I don't see it as karma, and and that's where I'm going to say that there's there's two ways you they can you can say this. this. Yeah, they could have avoided in, it. In in one sense, you can you have to give a lot of credit to Belgium. They went down two zero. They could have been rattled. They're saying, dude, we just we're down two zero. Against a team that we should have absolutely crushed in the second half. In the second, in the half, second half, with 20 minutes left to go, they could have went into their shell. They could have felt sorry for themselves. They could have went home packing. Oh, this this World Cup, man, we're we're the next That's victim. Not their quality. They didn't do that. They pressed. They kept going. They came back and they won three two. So I have to hand it to Belgium for that type of determination and, and, man, and for to, that and type to, of mental toughness. 
and to and that and this game it was not Lukaku's day. He, I mean, he 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 tried so many things and it just was not going in. That what ball was not mean, going in, mean, but he Bobby, was. What do you mean that dummy run? Oh my God, that's the most brilliant thing that any soccer player has ever done in the history of the World Cup. See, now I, I get annoyed with you right here um, because I don't think you see, you don't understand uh, why it's such an amazing thing. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing run, a counter from a team that was on point. Everybody was on top of that. You can totally tell that that was, a, that was something that they practiced on the field night and day. And they did that and they flawlessly executed it to win the game in the last seconds of overtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what bothers you about praising Lukaku on that run. I mean, the fact that he was pretty much the catalyst for everything to happen the way it did. Actually, he was having a bad game. He was, he was having like nothing game. was falling for him. No, no, no. He, I mean, as, far as, as far as scoring wise, yes, he was having a bad mm. game. But in that particular counterattack, I mean, I, I don't understand the uh, the bitterness there. The guy I mean, the ball, pulled because, the guy pulled the, the he, he he made a run toward the box that pulled the defender the toward him, and defender. which which allowed that pass to the to, to the wing to happen. That defender then has to go back it's and a when and play he's, he's out of team. position. The the cross goes in. He has enough. I mean, Lukaku, who is a forward, who should be selfish, who should be taking that kick, who could have said, "I'm gonna be the hero," decides has the presence of mind to know that there's but somebody behind they, him. But dude, the because they've ran that play, because they've ran that, because they've ran that play time and time and time again in practice, and they know that this right. is what they're gonna execute. They know this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's what the beauty of it was. Yeah. That's what the elegance the of fact, that was. And the fact that he let it go. And you're saying it was behind him. I think he purposely did that. I mean, he, Of course, he, that's the play. Yes. That's the play. And then uh, a wide open, uh, again, I forgot who, who scored it. Um, it. It was just perfect. I know, huh? It, it, it was just absolutely perfect. <laughs> well, see, that's, uh, see, that's the other thing that bothers me. Is Chadi. Talking, it was Chadi. Nobody's Chadi. talking about who actually scored the goal. Um, I, for me, it's, it's, it's um, because I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> and 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 I, mean, and I mean, like World Cup today even had like a top five like dummy runs uh, in the World or dummy, yeah, dummy runs in the World Cup and like that's going, the, you know yeah, that's going too far. Uh, see, this is where see I I saw this and so this is where I was kind of getting annoyed um, because everybody was gushing over it and I'm like yeah, it's a dummy run. I mean yeah, I get that it's it's instrumental, but it's not like one of the greatest things that's ever happened in the World Cup. It was a beautiful um, play that got them to win the game in the last seconds of overtime, David, I, dude. David, David, I, I'm actually kind of surprised for for someone who who believes that's so crazy. that crazy. If that was Donovan, ooh, yeah, David, be all over go. the place. That's actually true. That's actually true. But for a guy who defends one goal being scored in a World Cup, let me, well, so let me ask you. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Was it Golasso? <laughs> no, of course not. Oh no, no. It was no. a beautiful play. It was a beautiful yeah. team it, it, play. It's it was a, gorgeous. Yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful counter. It was smart on every player there. But it, it, at the end of the day, it it's was, not a it was no, no. no more than a tap-in. That's totally it's different not a thing. Uh, yeah, that's totally different thing. Yeah. But I, I just don't want, I mean, to, to, to cheapen what Lukaku did. I mean, obviously, there, there there's 11 players on that field. And uh, most Fairweather fans are going to see, like, well, who scored the goal? It doesn't matter how he scored it. It could be a tap-in. It could be that he fell on top of the ball. I mean, that's all they see. They only want to see the, who scored the goal, who had the assist. They're not seeing the dummy runs. They're not seeing, you know, who's pulling the fender. They're not seeing uh, the play being built up. It, they're only, you know, 
they're only seeing what the media has or the American media has shown them. This is the guy who scored the goal, or this is the guy who made I, I think made the I, pass. It's I, all those little things that we don't see or that most that most uh, casual fans don't see in the game that like he had a hell of a game. He's not gonna show up on the stat, but this guy had a hell of a game. But he did something instrumental but, as well. I mean, it's he, for a bad but, game that he had. I mean, he, he 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 did something instrumental that got the win. I mean, it was again. It's not just him to me. It, that whole thing should not be to me. It's not just him as the the focus of that play. It's the entire thing to me. See, see so this like, is, hold on, but I have to take issue with what Lewis said because it, this is the American media telling me how great Lukaku, Lukaku's dummy run was because Lukaku is the big name. Uh, uh, player on that team and so you have to like go oh but he kind of it's like when geo does something you know kind of okay and the galaxy is like oh my god look at geo look how great geo was in this thing you know forget the fact that you know our, our players ran a great play and geo also happened to be around um it's like you always talk about the the, the way the the spanish uh, commentators always talk about geo um i felt this is the same thing with with lukaku and for for people to, to be saying it's one of the top five dummy runs that ever happened in the World Cup it's ridiculous yes it's a good it's a good play from Lukaku I get that but you have to rem- like the the presence of mind that uh, Kuta- um, sorry um, Thibaut Kurta no what's his name help me I can't say yeah, see now. that's why totally. I just see that's why I just think of Lukaku it's the only one I can pronounce um, I, I know uh, what you're talking about th- and, and he, I don't you know he, he feeds the ball um, you know, the, they they get up the field and they run and they run this counterattack um, uh, on Japan. And and yes, I get that Lukaku was instrumental in the play, but I don't think it was something to gush over the way that the American media gushed over. I, I don't. Disagree yeah, I with think you. I think you worry um, too much about what the American American media or the media. I didn't that you, bring you, that you, up, Bobby. I didn't bring that no, up. I, I'm no, but yeah, no, but you're you're, you're you're allowing it to get under your skin when you're just not watching the game as it it, it is. You're allowing that to get under your skin. That's that is not what is the focus of that play. It was not just Lukaku. That was not just Lukaku. That play was not just him. That's what you need to get around your head. And, but you're getting you're getting fed all this stuff so much, and that's what's bothering you so much, and that's what's kind of agitating you. Um, I don't disagree with you, David. Uh, at least not entirely. I, I get it, and, and I, I get your your uh, your comparison to what Spanish commentators say about Gio. The difference is, I, I can see what Lukaku did. I don't see what Gio does. Um, th- that's that's the thing. I do think that they're pandering because it is a big name. I think if it's uh, another uh, another player who's not as big as Lukaku, yeah, they probably wouldn't be gushing as much. But I would like to think that all, all three of us would have understood the importance of uh, whether mm-hmm. it was Lukaku or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he did really did uh, set up and create that goal. Um, and we don't need the American media to gush over him or to give me a top five. I, I didn't need a top five dummy runs in the World Cup. That, that's going too far. Um, give credit where credit's due. Um, I give Lukaku a lot of credit without even touching the ball, and that's fine. Um, but am I going to sit here and say that it's the greatest play in the World Cup history or if it's 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 the, even the greatest play in that game? I'm going to say no. I'm just going to give him credit that, dude, the guy didn't even touch the ball, and that allow that goal to to actually materialize. So um, see, again, see again, me, my, my, again, my argument is not just about him. That is 
that play was set up to be that way. So it's not like he made that decision in that moment saying, you know what? I'm going to give this up to be the nice guy. No, that play is set up that way. That was made that that was a decision made way prior to everybody running up that field. I, I also it was not a decision at that. I moment. also don't think that um, uh, soccer teams in at this level run plays in the way that like how, how do you set up for that like you just have to have an intelligence and and sort of know what else is happening around you on the what field. are you saying there, there's, there's a definitely... fluidity like set pieces you can set pieces you can practice you can you can create dude you can you can practice breaks plays. you can break you can, counters you can, you can practice break every, breaks you but can that situation those. you don't practice like that's not like a yeah, basketball that's, that's a play. no yes that that no. is a very you, you're breaking no, three you're breaking to, three guys on the count lewis go please just go i, I, oh I have to disagree with you there i mean obviously we never went further than ayso none of us even even made it into high school and even i know that there are plays in soccer and they're not just coming from set pieces there are actual plays in soccer yes there's a lot of randomness involved in it yes there are a lot of um intangibles in there where you have to you know go to plan b plan c plan d and so forth but to tell me that you think that it's just a bunch of 22 guys just randomly trying to kick no, the ball no into i it. didn't no. say that either no there's a I play didn't say that either and and i have to agree that that counter attack when you're saying oh that's a perfectly count uh that's a perfectly executed counter that's practiced on the yep. field that is that not something that you up. make that up you know exactly where you need to be where you need to make your runs, even if it's something altered, you know how to draw a defender out. You know how to get the defense um, it caught in a bad position. You know where it, this guy's supposed to be and where this guy's supposed to be. If it's not run there, it's like, okay, someone's not there. Someone me messed up, and I have to wait for my guys. Let's set up and start another play. But don't tell me that they, that it was seriously random. That's pra As Bobby said, that is practiced. Um, All right, there's a, there's a but long yes, argument yeah, on yes. this one. Let's, let's, yes, let's, yes. <laughs> we're harping on this. At the end of the day, I have. This, to, I, this I, one I, became the the most emo like most um, emotional uh, heated one, <laughs> like the most heated one. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't see this things. coming. I didn't. I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, neither did I actually. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what I was uh, one last thing I did want to say about this game, uh, David, you said this is kind of karma. This is the the other side of the coin. This is where I disagree with you. Um, Japan parked the bus because if they get scored on again, they're out. How the hell am I going to get mad at a team who's saying, I need to not get scored on again. Let's just go ahead and defend with our lives. I'm not going to get mad at that. Japan no, kind of fucked up <laughs> in this didn't. game when they were up two goals. I mean, I couldn't believe is, it. Yeah, I mean, they're up two goals. They're against, and they're driving for the third. Oh my and god! And they're driving for the third. And you know what? They could have <laughs> gotten a three-zero lead. They could have. And I commend them for it because there's a lot of times that I say, look, if you're up two goals and you've been controlling that midfield, why the hell would you give it up? Continue doing what you're doing until they decide to adjust and say, okay, they got us. We need to go back and defend. Let's just go ahead and do that. I think Japan did that. I think after the first goal, I think Japan should have said, you know what? Park the bus. Because if you're parking the bus at 1-0 for that long to not get eliminated in the groups, I have no idea why you wouldn't park the bus in the final 20 minutes when you're up two against an even better team in Belgium. To me, you can say, good on Belgium, which I do, but I also say, mm, you're going to have to rethink that strategy 
in the final 20 minutes, Japan, because this was your game to lose, and that's exactly what happened. But um, Japan have never been in the quarterfinals, um, very close to doing so here. First time getting out of the group since 19, uh, I'm sorry, since 2002 when they hosted. Um, and, so, and it was uh, nothing short of remarkable. Would have been their first time in the quarterfinals. Um, wasn't meant to be, like I said. Uh, you, if you want to blame poor tactic, tactics or if you want to uh, give credit to uh, a very strong Belgian side, either one I don't think is, um, is uncalled for here. And uh, Belgium returns to the quarterfinals. Uh, two, four years ago, they played Argentina and lost 1-0. Now they get Brazil. I think they're facing an even tougher opponent this time around. Oh, yeah. um, so it's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, but before we start getting into the quarterfinal matches, we have one more round of 16 yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, my Man. official team, our yeah. official team, Colombia, going this? up against this, England. We still have this to argue about? We still have this to argue about. You know what? What is I'm, there to argue about in this yeah, one? I, I, what I'm is there gonna, to argue about? Look, here's the thing. I, I, I'm in. Let me start off by saying I had England winning this game the whole way through. Um, if I had my choice, and I think I told Bobby this, if I had my choice, I would have preferred to play for Colombia to play, to play Belgium rather than England. Granted that I know that Belgium is a stronger side, I just figured we had more of a chance to beat Belgium based on style than we did against England. Um, I gave us very little chance against England. And for the first 85 minutes, it held true. Um, England completely took Colombia out of their game. I mean, they didn't want to play. They wanted a foul. Uh, they wanted, uh, they, they, um, they valued a quote unquote sportsmanship over just playing the game that you've been playing for the past, you know, uh, it was horrible. It, it was such, it was such a horrible game. It was, so, it, it was kind of embarrassing to see. I, I have never seen a Columbia team do something like that ever. Um, and, uh, I, and I will say this, that a I lot mean, of people, I have, I have. Uh, that's how they played I, against Brazil. Uh, no, not to that level. No. And again, we're, we're talking about Neymar. I mean, like I said, you, you, you shook Neymar's hand and he went down like he was paralyzed. So um, I, I'm not giving you that <laughs> that argument. But I will say this. Uh, there are a lot of people, obviously a lot more English fans that were out there. They're really ripping apart Colombia. And I said to myself, you know what? It's interesting because a lot of people were like, oh, this is the, I'm being introduced <coughs> to Colombia. Shit. You were introduced to them four years ago and you loved them. You were introduced mm -hmm. to them two games ago, and you said, ah, this is the Columbia I fell in love with. And now you're saying, yeah. oh, now I'm seeing the real Columbia. Get the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously, shut the fuck up. I was, waiting, uh, I was waiting to see the Columbia that Bobby gushed over the other day. I mean, you know, he, he, wrote, he was writing poems yeah, about yeah, Columbia. Yeah, and, 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 and I was expecting. And to be honest with you, I, was, I never really saw that Columbia, and the Columbia that I saw today was exactly the Columbia that we saw in that first game and, and in the the – this the uh what what was it the second game who was it no they absolutely did not play the same way they no. did in the last game or the game prior um no 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 no. the last game was beautiful they 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 did a tremendous job and this game it was horrible yeah they, they, i mean they the did. entire game was horrible but, but let's there be was honest like england was not any better like england gave no everything was brought down by both teams yeah england gave into the same tactics that that uh colombia started employing because they were diving they were fouling there was a play where england yep. an england player went um and scraped uh, falcao's face yeah yeah with his cleat. yeah he scraped falcao's yep. face with his cleat i mean like come on 
Yeah, that, I mean, it, it was uh, it was an ugly game. Uh, this game was supposed to be a hell of a lot of fun. A lot of people were saying whoever wins this game has a clear shot at the final. Um, I was one of those people. And after seeing this game, you know what? Neither of those teams kind of deserve to be in the final. And um, at least the, the, the way this game was played out. Um, and uh, it, it was just a, it was a horrible game. Columbia was not playing their game at all. They didn't start playing until around the 85th minute. Yeah, it took a really, really, really It took 85 long time. minutes for Columbia to say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to start playing our game. We're going to start um, sending balls into the box and start getting past the, the midfield because, I mean, England was good defensively, but, I mean, Columbia was just not in sync. Finally, no. in the 85th minute, they looked like the more dangerous team. And uh, the way this World Cup has gone, um, 94th minute. 94th minute off a corner kick. The first corner kick, by the way, that Columbia had. <laughs> their, their first corner kick of the game. And Yedinina <laughs> comes in and put heads in. His third yep. goal of the tournament, a, a, a defender, has three goals. Um, most on the team. And uh, sends the game into extra time, giving Columbia life. All the momentum was with Columbia. Uh, England looked like they were ready to give up. Um, they, they, uh, th- their body language was like, we're going to lose this. Uh, Columbia could have capitalized. They did not. They go into penalty kicks. Um, I got to figure that Columbia thought they had at least a psychological advantage, uh, going into that, uh, into the shootout. But I said to myself, Until- you know what? This world cup, this world cup does not understand the status quo. And I have a very strong feeling England breaks their curse here. I think one of the guys in shorts actually tweeted out. Um, every number one seed has won their game and then kind of pointed it to England. I go, you know what? There's that stat jinx. And there it is. Columbia is the first seed to go down in the round of 16. So thank you very much, guys in shorts, for that stat jink. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, England exercises at least momentarily some of their demons uh, when it comes to penalty shootouts in major tournaments. They move on to the quarterfinals. Um, and in all fairness, like I said, I had England winning this game uh, to begin with. Um, I just didn't think it would go down like that. I thought uh, England would actually have a little bit of easier time. Um, England will move on, so good on them. Congratulations to them. And looks like they have um, a pretty clear sh- uh, path to the final. However, this World Cup, don't take anything for granted. Let's go ahead and talk about those quarterfinal matches. Uruguay versus France. That's a hell of a game. I think the X factor, one of the X factors here is does Cavani play? Because if it doesn't, it really does uh, hurt Uruguay's chances here. Honestly, I'm not really sure if it matters. I just think they put, would put up more of a fight. I have France winning this game. Um, I have them winning the tournament. Um, I got to figure they get it past Uruguay. Guys, where do you guys uh, think is going to happen in this game? Well, look, I send you my picks for for the, the all the quarterfinal games. Um uh, but I, but I'm, I'll go ahead and say them right here. Uh, since this is the World Cup of Chaos, I think Uruguay gets past France. Yeah, for me, it depends. I don't know how well Uruguay will play without Cavani. Um, uh, I mean, just just the the mix between Suarez and Cavani has been has been huge. I mean, they 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 have twelve. Uh, sorry, Suarez has twelve assists on Cavani uh, since November's. 2016 i mean they're they're just so in sync and without him there it may be a really big problem and france may take advantage of that so i'm i'm gonna assume cavani's not there and i'm gonna go with france um so 
it, here's the thing. I, obviously, I, I have to be rooting for Uruguay being uh, South American. I always root for the South American oh, I'm still teams. rooting for Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing with Uruguay. I, I think that what they did in 2010 really was special. I think it was deserved. Um, they had uh, Diego Forlan, uh, who apparently a lot of people had not heard of, which I, f- I found kind of baffling. But um, in made, 2010, uh, 2010, in yeah. 2010, he was already an old man. And yet people were did not know who he was. Jesus. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, who's this Diego Forlan? He's really good. And I'm like, uh, he's been the star player for Uruguay for quite a while now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, Americans won't know unless you do something in the World Cup. They don't know about Uruguay. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Um, so, you know, I, I think that people are still still have that tournament fresh in their mind and thinking that Uruguay can do this every single year. I mean, up until that point, they I mean, they had missed like three out of four World Cups. So, I mean, it, it was something very, very special and, and people were expecting them to do the same thing over and over again as one of the dark horses in the tournament. I, I said to myself that uh, could they make a deep run? They possibly could, but I think quarterfinals was about as far as they can go. I wouldn't have been surprised if they were eliminating the round of 16. Now, Uruguay had an extremely easy group. They did exactly that. They won all three games. They didn't even let a goal in. That was expected. Uh, you got Portugal, who, as I said, they have Ronaldo and then a bunch of mediocre players. Um, and uh, it was a tight game. They ended up winning 2-1, to one and it was, uh, it was deserved. And um, they move on. Now you got to play France. Now, they may not have a Ronaldo-type player, but they have an entire team of world-class, above-average players, and I think they struggle here. Um, Ultimately, I still think it's going to be a tight game. I think Uruguay's uh, physical uh, physical game will probably disrupt uh, a lot of the French players, but I think uh, France ultimately uh, does enough to get through, and I have France winning this game as well. Um, I'm putting three on it. Oh, we're giving um, confidence points. I got. Uh, I got Uruguay with one. <laughs> All right. Fr- yeah, France too. I, th- I, I was just gonna text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... No, that, that's fine. I mean, we're not keeping points anymore. As you can tell, we went, we yeah. weren't uh, putting points. We we. Um, I don't have well, the totals. I, I was. Uh, we you missed you a couple. slept on it. I I, I, I was it. giving points. You slept on it. That's that's on you. That's on me. That's on me. Um. Let's go ahead and move on to the yeah. uh, the, the second yeah. game. Let, let, let's also note that Lewis wasn't winning this uh, this this round. Actually, I was. I was. <laughs> How do you know no, no, you no, weren't no. getting points? No, well, no, because I all I have to do is go back and listen to the match three, and most of our picks were actually the same, and we actually got MLS when you know Mexico lost and Germany lost, and um, some of those bigger teams, uh, France didn't win, and. Uh, so, no, actually was winning going into match three, and most of our picks were the same, and we lost most of the same games. Um, and the ones that I did win, I think I remember locking them. Well, you guys only had two or three. So if you really want me to go back and get the points, I'm pretty no, sure I expanded my lead. I, 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 had a, I had a plus 40 on the, the second week. And I had a plus 50. Uh, yeah, so don't give a shit. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, there's no trophy for this one. All right, let's yeah, go ahead okay. and... Uh, uh, Brazil and Belgium, uh, two teams that could very well make the final. I think uh, Belgium was a dark horse for many people, uh, favorites uh, for others, maybe in the top four. Brazil, one of the tournament favorites, one of 
favorites. I said if uh, Brazil doesn't win, it's going to be France. It's going to be one of those two. Um, unfortunately, we cannot have a Brazil-France uh, final because uh, they're both in, on the same side of the bracket there. Brazil and Belgium, it's going to be a hell of a match, guys. Who's going to win it? Well, uh, I'm bre- I'm uh, drinking a Stella Artois, so uh, I'm going Belgium. All right. Bobby? Yeah, I really do believe that Belgium is the better team. Um, but this is going to be a really tight game. Uh, Brazil can totally upset this. I really hope this isn't, again, another flop fest and uh, start and stop game where we're not watching any action. Uh, so please, uh, I hope we have a good game here. So I'm doing Belgium. Um, I think I'm secretly rooting for Belgium here. But like I said, I, I if I say Brazil is going to win one of the, the whole the whole thing i cannot have them out in the quarterfinals um so for betting purposes there i i'm gonna have to go with brazil here um winning this game um let's move on to the other side of the bracket um croatia versus russia in the quarterfinals who the fuck had that um if someone shows me their bracket take a picture of it before the tournament started and you had this congratulations you're um you're cheating um russia versus croatia guys who moves on Speaking of cheating, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I really should go I really should go Russia here because you know cheating, uh, but I I think that Croatia finally uh, finally breaks through here and and they make the uh, the the quarterfinal uh, or sorry not that they're in the quarterfinal they make uh, the what is it semifinal um, that is uh, Croatia confidence of two Bobby. So I'm actually thinking that this is going to be a pretty exciting game. Um, I think Russia is going to come out and be aggressive in this game. And uh, we're going to see a really good back-to-back. I'm going to go with Russia here. I'm going to think they're going to win this in penalty kicks. Um, I think I think Bobby's right. I think Russia is actually going to go out and try to win this game uh, because they're not facing a Spain. Um, they know that they can go toe-to-toe with Spain regardless of how wounded they are. They have to sit back and defend and hope they make a mistake, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't think that's the same case with Croatia. I don't think they parked the bus as much. I think they still try to go out and uh, be a little bit more offensive, and I think that Croatia takes advantage of that with their midfield. I'm going to take Croatia in this game. Uh, I'll give them two as well. (laughs) Um, finally, guys, our last game, uh, England will take on Sweden. Bobby, who do you got? I really don't know about this. Um, two teams that have not really impressed me too much. Um, I think England is going to eke this out somehow. Um, England going through. I'm sorry, the Swedes. David. Uh, Opposite. I, I, I think that, um, that Sweden will eke this one out over England. Um, I don't think it goes to extra time. I think they win in regulation. I, I think Sweden um, has been better in the run of play than uh, than England has, and um, you know they just they just need a <laughs> the uh, run of play like that matters yeah, this tournament. Right. I right. Know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I still think that Sweden, uh, you know, makes makes a a stand and uh, and beats England. Um, Sweden, I think when they are heavy underdogs is when they're at their best. Um, they qualified in a playoff through Italy, had to play a two-game series against Italy, and held their own, and they beat a four-time champion. Um, 
went up against Germany, held their own, deserved better than the lot than a last second loss uh, that was handed to them. And then um, many people thought Mexico was going to run over Sweden, and uh, it turned out to be the exact opposite. Um, Sweden was supposed to um, run over South Korea, barely got past them, one zero. Uh, a lot of people thought Sweden was going to run past Switzerland, barely got one uh, zero, and it was off a of deflection. Um, but then they did with Mexico. <laughs> no, but they weren't favored against Mexico. That's my point. Oh, no, I know, I know. Okay. Um, and now you got England flying high thinking that they've won the World Cup. And um, <laughs> that actually might hurt them. Sweden, it's coming Sweden home. Sweden knows. Yeah, it's coming home. Um, they And uh, like I said, a lot of people believe that whoever won that england Columbia game has a has a clear path to the uh, to the final, but um, Sweden is actually the most dangerous when they are um, in that position. England has the better players. They're going to have possession. Um, They're going to win it off a set piece, man. England. Honestly, I think England is going to eke this out, but if Sweden wins, honestly, I wouldn't be very surprised. It would not shock me. Um, especially in this World Cup, um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any more shock value. No, yeah, of course. Left not. in this World Cup, um, and uh, unless Russia wins the whole goddamn fucking thing, um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm going to take England here. I, I'm going to give them two. Uh, it's going to be low confidence. I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be a good game. To be perfectly honest, um, th- there is. Uh, that's our final game. There is one thing that I do want to bring up. I should have brought it up in, in uh, one of the. Um, one of the many other games, uh, one of the things that has, that has come out of this World Cup is the team with the most possession has lost. Mm. Um, usually, statistically speaking, if you create, if you have more possession, you're going to win the game. Uh, not always the case, but we're starting to see a trend because I, we're starting to notice that in MLS as well. Um, whenever we do our recap, it, it always seems that the team with the least amount of possession is the one that's coming out on top. And I find that interesting because the stats have always been the other way around. Now, I'm not sure if this is part of the, uh, the evolution of the sport uh, where the game has become a lot more defensive. Um, we, we talked about it uh, in previous uh, shows uh, on the podcast that, um, you know, w- when soccer was first started, it was uh, the formation was a, um, a two, seven, you know, whatever, where you have seven forwards and only two uh, defenders back there. Um, that is real by the way. Um, and obviously, as the sport has evolved, uh, we have inverted the pyramid where now we stack the defense um, and the midfield and we have a lone striker up there. So it, it, I'm wondering if this is the next step in evolution, if the beautiful game is going to die because it's not about looking good. It's about winning games. And if winning games means I'm going to sit back and defend and I'm going to wait till you make a mistake so I can counter on you, um, I think we're starting to see that uh, that being played out here in the world stage. Well, there you go. The Simpsons did predict something right. Because if you remember in that game versus, uh, between Mexico and Portugal to determine who was going to be the best in the world, uh, the uh, center half passes pass to the uh, left back <laughs> and the left back passes to the center half. The center half holds it. Holds it. Holds hold it. Holds it. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, it was on. It was Andres Cantor making that call. By the way, uh, and and uh, ladies and gentlemen listening, you better believe that that was a absolutely practice set play. Uh, 
No, it was we waited, not. We that waited was, for that exact told, situation. We said, if no, this no, situation no, no. ever comes, I am going to bring up that that uh, that, that joke. Are no, you I'm more uh, proud? I'm more are proud you that it was improv. Are you seriously going to tell me that you didn't have the Mexico Portugal thing ready to go? Get the hell out of here! <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up for us. That's the end of uh, the quarterfinal matches. We'll be back next week to um, to uh, recap what happened in these quarterfinals. Um, Get us ready for the it, final. It, it, I think at that point the the, the final will possibly. be possibly very, very very possible. Um, it, it's going to be. Uh, it has been an interesting World Cup so far, um, and it's not over yet. And there's only eight games left. And and I hate to say goodbye to this tournament because um, yeah, it, it's been uh, one hell of a tournament. I'm going to say my piece at the end of the tournament about what what I thought about this World Cup and uh, what it means going forward uh, from here on out. But we'll save that uh, for our uh, final uh, World Cup show. Um, yeah. Uh, so on behalf of, uh, of the guys here at LA is our house. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, it was another long episode guys. If you guys made it, uh, once again, thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate that. Go ahead and like us and retweet us and uh, give us a five-star rating and tell all your friends about us and all that other fun stuff that, that would really, really help us out. This is David and Bobby signing off. Good night, everybody. Later. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.